Hello, everyone. Welcome to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast episode number 160, 9 away from a big one. This is a weekly show covering all the games, main Canada, and the people who create them. My name is Stephen. It's spelled with a P-H-N-A, so you'd think it's Stefan, but it's actually Stephen. Joining me, of course, the other partner behind CanadianGameDevs.com, Stephen, with a P-H-N-E, but we call him Steve, and no one's ever confused, ever. No, never. Never. It's good. It's, it's a good system. It does work. For the most we part, start, we should start hiring people whose only like whose name is Stephen, but with a V, and then we got all the bases. But no, but then you have to change. Like we only have Stephen and Steve right now, and that works. If you had another Steve, it wouldn't work. Mm. Mm. These are the things we think about, uh, and you can help <laughs> us uh, think about these things with your support over at Patreon.com/slash devs. You can back us there for special two-day early access to the podcast, a Patreon-exclusive channel on our Discord, uh, game key giveaways, uh, discount codes for Canadian gaming events, and new tiers as of last week. Uh, we now have two extra tiers on the site. One of them uh, gets you a sticker, all the previous benefits, your name in the credits at podcast videos, and any old Canadian Game Devs merch Steve has in his living room. And for $30 a month, we will plug any game site project you're working on uh, all month long on the podcast and website and Discord and social media. We'll also throw in a Canadian Game Devs t-shirt, new t-shirt from Patreon, some old merch, uh, and the sticker. You get everything. It's the big one. I only found two spelling errors this week on the page, (laughs) and I corrected them immediately. Uh, So yeah, check that out, patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. That's it, Steve. That's that's the spiel. Now we're all this is uncharted territory past the beginning here. It's it's all fresh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got it. Uh, let's start with events. Uh, everything pretty much uh, happened this week. There was the Canada Game Connect and Game Devs of Color um, Expo and Atlantic Game Dev, which I went to and it was good. So everything else uh, is happening in October and December, starting with. The September Game Writer Circle and Social by DMG Toronto. That's happening Thursday, September 24th, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Of course, it's online. You don't have to leave your house. Don't even have to put pants on. Uh, you can just hang out with other writers and narrative designers for a cozy digital get-together. They'll chat about their work and the fact that we're not writing right now and the challenges the current time poses for being creative. That's from their website. That's dmgto.events. Uh, next uh, event, the monthly Breakfast Game Audio Club is happening on their Discord server. Uh, that's Wednesday, October 7th, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Hang out with some other game audio aficionados, enthusiasts, professionals. Talk about your craft and enjoy your coffee together. It's, it's community, Steve. It's good times. It's good Discord, too. I mean, We're all about building community. I am not. I should join. I'm very audio um, illiterate. Oh, people. same. I I uh, one of the guys who really runs that Discord is Jake Bundo, friend of the site, and uh, he made, made the jingle. The, made the jingle. Made the. I forget if it was the intro or the outro. Dave, uh, he Jake made the intro or outro, and then. Um, I have this information because I, I got you to check when I started putting the credits on our uh, YouTube videos. Um, oh right, and then I, yeah, Dan Rodriguez made the other one. I didn't want to like. I want to make sure to give him a shout out. Also, how nice was that thumbnail I did for this week's show? 
Oh, I didn't actually see it. So funny. Yeah, so the intro was by Jake, and the outro was by Dan Rodriguez, is Uh, what I have. Jake and Dan. Classic. Uh, Next event. Oh, I should have put this before the other one, because Thursday, October 1st, is the Game Writing Workshop, a low-key online social specifically geared toward writers who want to work together in a virtual space, bounce ideas off each other, look for collaborators or advice. Uh, 6.30 to 8 Eastern p.m., Again, that's free as well. DMG.to slash events. Check that out. Last event I want to plug is... Oh, no. Wait, no. That's it. We're good. <laughs> yeah, so check out all those events happening in the next two weeks. Um, lots for writers and audio designers. But as Steve mentioned, even if you're not versed in either of those, go hang out for the good time. Learn. You know? Yeah, exactly. While we're while we're kind of promoting DMG, too, like they did reach out to us. I think we mentioned it the... Damage Labs. The Damage Labs thing. So applications for that. Okay, so anyways, let me let me just kind of... GMG's nonprofit organization. Recently announced our new accelerated program called Damage Lab Studios Startup Program, and we would love your help in promoting. That's Yeah, we're doing that. This is a free program open to marginalized creators interested in starting their own game slash media studios. Participants will explore ethical labor frameworks, alternative financing, and structures that center cooperation. <clears throat> we also have a wonderful team of mentors and coaches who will be supporting our participants through 24 weeks of program. So applications are open until September 30th, which is my birthday. And Yay. then the program will run October 26th to April 20th of next year. So you can go to damagelabs.ca. Uh, I posted a bunch in the Discord and on Twitter and stuff like that. You can also follow them on DMG Toronto or Damage Labs. Um, and uh, they're, they're good people over there at DMG. So. They want to help. Yeah, exactly. So if you uh, want some assistance in starting up your studio and, and you're a POC, then I would... Uh, or or just it. a marginalized creator, you know, different gender identities or... Oh, true. Uh, yes, my bad. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right, right. Then you should definitely check out Damage Labs. At Damage Labs on Twitter. I wonder what their... Do you have their website handy? Uh, is it in the, It's It's just damagelabs.ca. Oh, that's so easy. They got, it. They go. got a good one. Oh, yeah. They, they did get that domain. That's nice. This All is a right. good website, actually. Hey, but ooh. oh, I haven't checked it actually. Are we gonna do a, a live impression like the Steam well, page? I'm, well, I'm just looking at the Mentor Studios, so they have Cappy and then a few that and Co-op. Um, and yeah, yeah should have the Sego Co-op Mini, but a few I haven't seen before. Beans Team, Clever Endeavor, dude, the Glory Societies, the uh, oh, Beans Teams that um, Devolver Digital partnership we talked about on the news recently. Oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. They're very new, and the Glory Society is former Night in the Woods developers. They're in Philadelphia, I think. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah two I'm not sure co- these co- other are the critically acclaimed multi-award winning game Night in the Woods. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Scott Benson and uh, Bethany... I don't know her last name. Um, yeah, I don't know these other ones, though. So if you want, if you want support from some amazing indie studios, Canadian Women's Foundation, Investment program the government of canada holy moly trudeau. justin trudeau himself will play test your game that's a guarantee <laughs> <laughs> uh let's move on to some jobs steve i got several to plug uh lots of ontario jobs at the moment so apologies if you're outside but a few of these may be open to remote work first up alpha channel is looking for a game designer level artist gameplay programmer uh, as well as a technical artist and an AI programmer. Lots of openings at Alpha Channel. Uh, you can check those out on our site, com slash jobs. 
once again, designer, level artist, level designer, technical artist, gameplay programmer, AI programmer. Uh, they're a new developer in Toronto. Um, I should have uh, checked whether these are open to remote initially. I, I, I imagine they are. I'm not 100% sure, though. Yeah, they actually they joined our Discord as well because people had some questions. questions. Yeah, they're in the, the, the Ontario students. channel, and they were helping answer questions. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd think they were, because being a new studio, you wouldn't have a space yet, would you? I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, well, Steve digs into that. Uh, another Toronto studio. Nope, not Toronto. Where was Sleeping Giant Interactive located? It is Toronto, isn't it? It is Toronto, yeah. Okay. Uh, a collaboration studio of Snowman and Oddbird Studios. Uh, critically acclaimed developers behind Alto's Odyssey and the upcoming Alto Collection. So check that out. Uh, Sleeping Giant is focused on creating fun, stylish, and satisfying experiences suitable for the entire family. They are looking for a character animator, Rigger. Uh, so if you have experience with character animation in Maya, as well as experience in Python or Mel, big plus. Uh, an incredible understanding of human anatomy, clothing, weight, silhouette, all these art terms. I don't know. You probably do <laughs> listening to this. So you should apply to be a character animator at Sleeping Giant Interactive, an award-winning studio, Steve. And they advertise their uh, in-studio snacks, which I always appreciate someone who likes to, to snack. Check so that out. You, you gotta get the snacks. You gotta get the snacks. You get the snacks, you get the... What's that meme? Where it's like, you get the... Uh, I'm, not, I'm gonna mess it up. You get the uh, snacks, you get the devs. That's what it is. Oh, really? <laughs> no, it's not. I, it, something like you get the... No, it's I not mean, worth diving into. I mean, I'm, I've worked for quite a few tech startups, and like, there's always snacks, um, and it's always just like funny the difference between the one. I remember the first one I joined; they would only like put snacks out on like Tuesdays and Thursdays, and people would just like oh, bolt it. To, they would just bolt it to the, the kitchen. To, that's to, like, that's that's um what do you call it? Um, contrived scarcity. Yeah. They could give you snacks every day. I know they had they had a locker full of. I, I saw it. Um, at uh, other other places at, had more so. At Remy Games, um, our our boss started getting us the uh, like Tokyo um, candy crate, like monthly crate, and she she started that in January, and we got two or three, and then everything shut down. So I went back to the office last week, and there was like eight unopened candy crates. <laughs> I started going through them, looking. I like the the flavored cokes from Japan. Uh, they have fun flavors like like mandarin or green tea or stuff, and so I always look for those and then drink them while no one else Japan is there. Is it this Japan crate? Yeah, Japan crate. That's it. They're also very fun on social media. I sent a pick out and they liked it and uh, replied to us. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I, but uh, I might. Oh, you gonna get some Japan candy, Steve? They have like, maybe the snacks in Japan are like dope. Like when we they're next there, level. They're living yeah. in the future. We're living in the past. I know. If I didn't Ugh. have a family here that I loved, I would just go straight to Japan and just not move. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so in the ideal situation, you would take your family with you, right? Well, I meant, like, family who wouldn't move, like, my mom and stuff. Oh, I see. I see. One more job to plug. Um, of course, big friend of the show and now patron, so full disclosure, Canuck Play, looking for several roles at their Peterborough studio. Uh, they're looking for a full-time senior Unity game developer, a full-time Unity game developer, a full-time character animator, and full-time 3D modeler of static objects. If any of these sound like good fits for you and you're familiar with Unity, C-Sharp, uh, some experience shipping console games, as Doug Philly's Maximum Football is 
a PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series SX title. Very exciting. You should apply. Uh, again, check out all those jobs at CanadianGameDevs.com slash jobs. And if you want to advertise your job on the site, contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. That's it, Steve. Those are all the jobs. Helping people get money. Helping people get experience. That's what we're all about. Do you like I, I changed this document we use to keep all our stuff on track. It's got headers now. There's a nice like table of contents on the left. It's, it's, it's clean. I, I, I hope you appreciated it. Wasn't that always there? No, it, I, I made it better. Oh, right. Oh. Well, oh. I appreciate it. Okay, that's good. <laughs> All right, now we're going to move on to the cut of the show we call the news. If this were a cow, this this podcast you're listening to, this is the prime rib, right? The best the best part. Best of the best. First up, uh, Bandai Namco, Steve, has purchased the Montreal-based developer behind Unknown 9 Awakening, that game shown in the second ps5 uh game showcase <coughs> uh reflector entertainment uh the developer behind behind um that mm, transmedia experience unknown nine which is like a podcast uh book and now an upcoming game for the playstation 5 it's been acquired by japanese development powerhouse bandai namco Oh no, sorry, the teaser first aired during the Gamescom opening night live, not the PlayStation 5 event. My bad. Hmm. The studio is co-founded by the former Assassin's Creed creative director and has grown to a staff of over 120 people. Oh jeez. Big, big studio. Unknown 9 is a franchise with a book trilogy, podcast, and comic book. The game is part of this upcoming slew of transmedia content. I've heard it also described as transmedia and crossmedia. Um, I think crossmedia might be the more common term for this kind of like story told across multiple media. Mm-hmm. Transmedia was what was used in like my, I took a class on crossmedia storytelling where we did like a comic game and then like an ad. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm familiar with. Unknown nine is currently due to launch in 2021 for the PC, PlayStation five and Xbox series S X. Um, uh, that trailer, uh, I remember we watched together and commented on. Again, it's a CGI trailer, so it's yeah. hard to get a feel for anything other than maybe the game's tone. But I was interested in what's going on in that trailer, and I think yeah. you were as well. Yeah, yeah, like it, it has a cool aesthetic, and, and, and I'm excited for it. Um, you know, get that money, Bandai Namco. Mm-hmm. Like, if they were, if they offered to buy us, I'd, I'd cop it. So, oh man, I'd, I'd like to be owned by Bandai Namco. Like if they were trying to get a uh, a foothold in the Canadian scene and wanted that on the ground talent, maybe Unknown Nine is listening to this and then they can just like put us in contact with their uh, with their people. But yeah, good for them. Always good to get that security and get that that bill. Um, twenty twenty one. You know, it's not too far off. So we'll see where this uh, how this like evolves and stuff. But cool. I would rather be purchased by Microsoft personally. So if you're listening, Microsoft. Uh, hook us up. I mean, just as a fanboy, I would want to get purchased by PlayStation so I can. Oh, actually get a, there's so no Canadian angle there, though. Well, Steve. but then I can actually get a PS5, though. Oh, true. Save it, save it for a topic of the show. All right, all right, uh, <clears throat> I want to highlight this little bit of messiness this week around the Canadian Game Awards. Um, they had a tough week, Steve. Shout out to Carl over at the Canadian Game Awards for dealing with a lot of stuff. First, they were. Uh, impersonated they're at c g 
Game Awards on Twitter, but a, another account, C Game Awards 1, they always had a 1, Steve, sprouted up and started just posting a whole bunch of nonsense, following people, and so Carl had to co-DM everyone and like, this is fake, can you please um, report them, I'm trying to get them off and trying to get this one verified. So first there was that, then they announced all of their nominees and decided to nominate Montreal's Ubisoft office for Studio of the Year, uh, at which point, collectively, everyone following them was like, um, what about all of the sexual assault <laughs> allegations and messiness and just general bad PR happening for them this year? And then Ubisoft Montreal said in a statement, quote, we learned yesterday, September 17th, that Ubisoft Montreal was nominated as Studio of the Year at the Canadian Game Awards. We are grateful that the incredible talent of our teams is recognized and celebrated, but in actual circumstances, we cannot accept this nomination. Thank you for understanding. So, you know, good call on their part. They didn't need this, and I would argue don't deserve this in lieu of all the mismanagement and alleged abuse that happened on their watch. Mm-hmm. So they had to the PR fallout of that. Um, and then the actual awards were held on Thursday of last week on September 18th on Twitch. And once again, Steve, I think the biggest crime of the year, Grindstone, <laughs> snubbed at another award show. Uh, three strikes, you're out. No, I'm just kidding. So, well, do you want me to do you want me to go through the winners here? <laughs> yeah, you could go through them quick. And I would also point out some of these talent winning aren't Canadian. So I, I want to see the um, criteria for these categories because I, I contend them. Canadian Game Awards. I contend you. By the way, I should mention one of the hosts that uh, did the awards is is Steve, who's a friend of mine and friend of the site. And so I just, I'm just printing that out there. Best Art Direction is Dauntless, which I agree with. Dauntless has a great art mm, style. Best Game pretty. Design, Canes of Hyrule. I know people really like that. Best Soundtrack is Outward. Best Performance is uh, Leslie L. Miller for Lou in Far Cry New Dawn. Mm-hmm. Best Narrative is Mech Warrior 5. I have no idea what the story of Mech I also didn't know is. this was a story in Mech Warriors, so now I'm intrigued. Best Audio Design for Far Cry New Dawn. Esports Player, it's Twits. Esports right, I don't think Marissa they're Roberto. Canadian. How do you spell Twits? It's, it's Twits, Twist, and then ZZ. Okay, I found them. Esports Host is Marissa Roberto. Esports Org, Toronto Defiant. That's the Overwatch people, aren't they? Or, mm-hmm, yeah, that's their their Overwatch League team. <coughs> Esports event, get on my level, which I, need, I don't even know. Uh, content should, should creator on that, Steve. <laughs> content of the creator, content creator of the show is us. No, it's not. It's dangerously funny. Should have been us. Streamer is Eight Bit Blonde. Personality is Cherry Thompson. I don't know who any of these people are. PC game is Far Cry New Dawn. Console game is Kane's of Hyrule. Mobile handheld game is Pixlings. Mm-hmm. Indie game, game of the year. Is and uh, sorry, indie game and game of the year is Kane's of Hyrule, and studio of the year is Clay Entertainment. Mm, okay, so aside from Grindstone being snubbed, and I think these a couple of those nominated aren't Canadian, but maybe they're just making content about Canadian games. Overall, I kind of agree with the with the winners. How about you? Uh, I mean, I haven't Cadence High Rule kind of cleaned up, and I haven't played Cadence High Rule or uh, the one it's based off of or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's on my wish list. Like, I think I like have it on my wish list or whatever, but I just never copped it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it has a demo, actually. I'll download the demo and give it a shot. Always. But, demos, bring back demos. I, I love demos. Hashtag bring back demos. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. I, I haven't played 
it's funny I haven't played some of these like the even like Pixlins. I wasn't crazy on Far Cry New Dawn. Like I don't know, it was I was kind of I don't know, it was meh. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pixlins is called PewDiePie's Pixlins. Mm, yeah, I that was I, developed in Quebec. Oh, it's based off of PewDiePie. Yeah, he has a couple branded games right now. Oh, I don't even know that. Um, in Outward, best score soundtrack, and Mech Warrior with the best narrative. I kind of want to. I kind of just want to play these because I, I don't think actually I've played it other than Far Cry New Dawn and Dauntless. I haven't played a single game on this list. So, and a lot of the esports people I don't know. So, yeah, me neither. Um, but Dauntless does have a good art direction. So, shout out! I think they. Who are the? I think they, I think they do. It's pretty. It's 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 got that almost Fortnite simpleish style mm. but it sets itself apart enough and the monsters are, are freaking great oh wait best did i say best game design because that had a nomination but canes of hyrule didn't that win oh, okay maybe yeah you best. said that um so anyway that all happened this week in case you missed it um if you want to follow them the official account you should know is at c game awards at c game awards don't follow any other account because apparently people are trying to mess with them not sure why um next bit of news this week steve patreon and a friend of the show benjamin rivers has announced that home post-mortem edition will drop on nintendo switch october 8th nice. perfect perfect release for this because of course halloween at the end of october people need that spookiness people need to not go outside too you need to stay home and you need to play home on your nintendo switch the new post-mortem, mo- post-mortem mode is an interactive developer diary that you can access while you play. I love when games do this. Gone Home did this. Um, and you could actually like queue up specific like uh, director's commentary of certain areas you're playing as you walk through them. And this seems to be similar to that. <coughs> Amazing. Good work, Ben. And we're excited to check out Home Post-Mortem Edition. Nintendo Switch, October 8th. What do you think, Steve? Uh... That's awesome. That wasn't the only one though, because he's also bringing. Didn't he said the the tweet starts with um, announcement two of three. So yeah, alone alone with alone with you, Deep Space Edition blast blast off on double scoop, double news. Yeah, so he's bringing both his earlier games to Nintendo Switch. Makes sense. Uh, I mean, they're both great games. If I had to pick one, I would pick Home. I think Home's actually one of my favorite ones. He actually has a tweet, too, where it's like 2020 surprises, and he has four little boxes, and worse worse than death, and worse than death. Uh, oh, actually, this might just be... Okay, never mind. Never mind. Ignore. But Home is awesome. I would highly recommend playing Home. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to cop this again on Switch, for sure. Because it's also, like, at least on phones and on Vita and stuff, it was only, like, five bucks, so... That's nice. very cheap. That's criminal. I, like... I want AAAs to come down, and I want indies to go up. Just make every game 60 flat. I don't, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But that's an unpopular mm-hmm. opinion. <laughs> I mean, I think just... I'm, I'm fine with, like, different prices, um, depending on what you're getting. But, you know, sometimes it is just, like... <laughs> sometimes I feel like games just go more expensive so that then they can... Like, they have more room for sales, you know? Yeah, and the launch discounts a big thing now too and pre-order discounts are a big thing on like steam and switch and even ps4 man i miss the summer of play that playstation did it was like five or six indies and you got like a 25 percent pre-order bonus for each one because that yeah. was great that was like guacamole 2 swapper um trying to think of there's there some other really good gems that were included in that 
Yeah, uh, it wasn't yeah. like if you did all, if you did like four or five, you also got like a credit or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you did four back, they give you $10 code or something. I remember yeah. getting that because I did, I was like, well, I wasn't going to get this fourth one, but you know, I might as well now. Well, now, now Sony doesn't give a shit because they're going to charge us more money, so. 90 Canadian dollars for Demon's Souls Remastered. Are you kidding me? Oh. I mean, I'll get it, but are you kidding <laughs> me? It's right. Are you kidding me with this shit? Uh, anyway, enough of that. Uh, speaking of free updates to games, Steve, Clay, it's pronounced like Play, Vancouver-based indie developer, has released a new update for Don't Starve Together for PC, PS4, and Xbox One, including a new character, Wigfrid, kind of giving me uh, Brave vibes, you know, the uh, poofy orange hair fighter of the Disney Pixar animated universe. No, it's not Pixar, it's just Disney. Um, Wigfrid, coming to Don't Starve Together, September 24th, along with loads of other um, tweaks, balances, updates. Um, I love I love <coughs> studios that support their games long-term with free updates. If you if you get a hit, why not, you know? You got the fans, yeah. you retain them, you, get, you build up that goodwill. I'm a big fan of building up goodwill, and Clay has a lot of goodwill built up with me. Do you play Don't Starve Together? It's it's a, what it is. It's like the Don't Starve, but with friends. Yeah, I I didn't. Don't Starve is it falls into the the rogue like of you don't um you don't keep like, anything except yeah, for you characters. Keep, you unlock yeah characters. exactly. So I I played it because I think it was like a PlayStation Plus game back. In the it was day. that's where I played it too. Yeah. Um. So I played it back in the day and, and I just I, di- I didn't jive with it. I mm. I really like for rogue for rogue these rogue like games. I really need some sort of like the rogue light. RPG progression thing. Like, I had a friend who was begging me to pick up uh, Splunky 2. Oh, man. I want to play Splunky 2 as people as well. Hook me up with your friend. Uh, <laughs> I'll play it, with him. It was Chris, the guy we played Fall Guys oh, with. Oh, shit. My, it was my right, Chris. Chris. I, I'll play Splunky 2 with you. We, we'll, right, we'll, you we'll make this happen. Yeah. So Apparently, it's busted, though. Like, the online on PlayStation 4 is broken. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Online's multiplayer is hard. Um, I'll just maybe give it a couple weeks. Video games also, are hard in general. No Canadian involvement there, I don't think. Yeah, so I should fuck that game. But uh, Don't Starve, yeah, good for people who are fans of the game. Not really my type of thing. Although nice I will say, uh, you mentioned uh, Home, how it had the diary dev mm-hmm. thing. Uh, that's what Clay did with um, Mark of the Ninja on PS4. So Oh shit, that's, that's awesome. I yeah, I should check that out. I, I only play it on 360. You do, it's yeah. good. And the ending's great. And it's so tight. It's just... Mwah. Yeah, it was good. I just, I don't, you know, it's one of those things where I was playing it and then I loved it and then, you know, just, I put it down and then I got into something else and then I just forgot about it. So, Canadian it's on my game, PS4 though. You know how Nintendo does like the red boxes and it's like Nintendo Selects? Yeah. I'm doing CanadianGameDev.com Selects. Ooh. Mark of the Ninja. First entry. Amazing game. I like that. We should do that. Can you, you should Photoshop some sort of box art. Oh, I'll whip something up. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm already starting Photoshop files for Game of the Year this year, and uh, we got to start putting our list together. But uh, yeah. yeah, we can whip something up. I want to get a better, like, um, award, like, tiny box that people could throw on their Steam page, because uh, Groove Gunner, winner of Most Anticipated Game of 2019 last year, uh, threw theirs up on the Steam page. And it's a little too big. If I could do it again, I would make it, like, a smaller laurel, you know, instead of a big banner. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about these things right now. Perfect. Last bit of news today. I'm unsure of the Don't Nod Quebec Studios involvement. So there's a slight asterisk on this news bullet this week. But Twin Mirror, the next Don't Nod game, is coming December 1st to PS4 and Xbox One and PC. Of course, earlier this year, 
Don't Nod announced they were opening a new studio in Canada uh, in Montreal uh, with over 250 devs at their Paris studio. The company plans to hire, quote, a diverse staff to create new games that reflect that diverse team. Um, I'm This uh, was reported in May, so I doubt it's open and off the ground, um, but there may be some Canadian talent working on this. And f- moving forward, Don't Nod Games will fall under our our purview, Steve, of Canadian Developed. <laughs> cool. All right, that's it for the news. Uh, let's move on to wish list this, Steve. Uh, I found out this week that Brett's not dead. Happy 41st birthday, Brett. 41st, yeah. Um, but he was an inspiration for this segment where, while you two were talking about games, you would wish list them, like, as you were talking about them. So I'm like, why not make this little segment? I highlight three upcoming Canadian-made games. Add your wish list right now. We play a cool sound effect Sebastian gave us. First up this week, Smash Ball at Smash Ball Game by Game Pill Inc. in Toronto. It's coming to Steam, PC, Switch, and PS4, PS5, Steve, according to their website, oh. as well as mobile. Um, you can wishlist it on Steam. You can't on PlayStation because uh, they suck. <laughs> <clears throat> Smash Ball is a fast-paced, hard-hitting, competitive sport where you claim victory by any means necessary in 1v1 or 2v2 matches. Attempt to outscore your opponent or utilize a weaponized ball to take them out. Grow your fan base, manage your team, and enter online tournaments to claim glory. Coming soon, a uh, very, very good Steam page, I will say. Uh, lots of gifts telling me what to do. Like it's um it's um Windjammers, you know that disc frisbee game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that but like offset and like three D. Um and a one V one and two V two and online play. So big ambitious indie title here. Uh it'll support shared split screen PvP as well. So hook up two controllers to one computer, one V one your friends. I'm I'm sure it does split screen because it shows the field from like behind your net, so it'd have to do each side, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or else it's like that NHL game thing where the person coming toward, like, down the screen has, like, kind of flipped controls, <laughs> which always feels weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Like, it looks really cool. You're, like, basically playing mech windjammers. Um, and you can, like, build up um, momentum on this, like, ball thing, and if it hits the player, uh, it, like, just sort of destroys them. Like, it's like those anime volleyball things where, like, you hit the volleyball so hard it, like, goes through them. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. This is this looks really dope. This would be, you know, a great game to launch, um, like on PlayStation Plus and stuff like that. There is a demo too, actually, which I think I'll. Oh, yeah, free a, demo on Steam. Yeah, we have a we have a download bundle. Don't we? I'll do or sound. I'll do that. Yeah, I have, I have, a, I have a demo sound. Right, Pop that in. Uh, what do you think of this Steam page, Steve? Is it speaking to you? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's got gifts. It's got. It looks like they they're signing up for some sort of. Uh, like I guess alpha, but it's like set up as like a tournament. It's got the link. The to Smash and Clash Invitational. Check out their Discord so, for that. The bottom part too's got me interested too. It says winners aren't made in Smash Ball; they are built. So I'm wondering, and it looks like there's sort of a speed, energy, shield mm. kind of thing. So I'm wondering if there's like uh, mm-hmm. stats that you can kind of like adjust and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting that vibe. Um, this is awesome. This looks dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to ask Steve: Is Smash Ball on your Steam wish list. Yes, it is. I wouldn't play this on Steam, though. You know me, but I'll... I'll, uh... We can play it on PS5 together. Yeah, exactly. Funny enough, it says, is this game relevant to you, similar to games you've played Dota 2? Um, no. I can 
tell you 100% this is not similar to Dota 2 in any way. This looks fun. This looks entertaining. This looks like sh- short and sweet, quick matches. Um, I played I played 0.8 hours of Dota 2, and I'm pretty sure it was one match that I played in, like, 2012. My friend <laughs> on my laptop in, like, high school rounded up, like, 130 hours in Dota 2. So now that's just on my Steam account forever. Oh, that's brutal. It's pretty bad. You know, it's, it's not bad, great, though. Next game on Wishlist this. Hellblound, The Awakening, by North Wolf in Hamilton, Ontario. It's a very Ontario-focused trio of Wishlist this games this week, but that's okay. I did a Quebec one a couple weeks ago. You can Wishlist on Steam. They say it's releasing November 2021, but again, in these tumultuous times, take release dates with some wiggle room. <clears throat> Hellbound, The Awakening is a dark, fantasy, souls-like 2D game that will take you on a challenging journey from a small, mysterious village to the depths of hell itself. Wow, with a pitch like that. Uh, no gifts in the Steam description, <laughs> that's okay. Um, trailer looks good, though. I'm uh, getting lots of Adobe Effect like title cards here uh it looks like kind of it's pitching itself as a 2d souls like mm-hmm. um lots of rolling parrying attacking you got abilities you got hp like a mana i think and uh i think oh it's got like the zelda sword thing where like if you're at full health and you do the sword like some like a a, a sword spirit like goes out and does damage ahead of you oh is that why i saw that i was like that looks really cool is that why? it's because he's full health I'm not sure if that's why it is, but that's what it looks like. These monsters are scary. This witch queen early on, like crawling towards you, like it looks like her head's down with the black hair coming out like the ring girl, but the, there's a big mouth on the back of her head. Don't yeah. like that. What do you think, Steve? Looks pretty cool. Um, yeah, you know, you're not fans of the Souls game, are you? Uh, I'm not like huge fan. Like I haven't really played a 2D like Souls game you know i like i played bloodborne and dark souls and that's pretty much like the bloodborne is the best one bloodborne is really great um and i'm excited to play demon souls on ps4 or ps5 Mm -hmm. um so this is this intrigues me i think the art can use a little bit more oomph you know Mm. um but but i mean it's still a ways away like we're over a year from the planned release um Mm -hmm. so i think maybe maybe they'll come to ps5 Ooh, that'd be sick actually um but it looks cool 16 plus levels across four unique worlds, eight horrifying bosses, a large number of unique enemies, upgradable tarot cards. I think those are your like abilities. Yeah. A mesmerizing and emotional soundtrack. Uh, at the start of each game, you will receive a tarot card reading that will alter a specific game run and your abilities. Oh, so is this a roguelike? I think this might have. At the start of each new game. Oh, maybe it's like a really short Souls like, and so each game you get a new combo oh, of, of uh, abilities yeah so at the beginning of the game you get a tarot card reading and that dictates your abilities for that run that's an interesting premise too Ooh, a popular user defined tag is nudity so hook it up well i mean from this trailer there's that witch queen not wearing yeah, any sure. clothes there you go i have to ask steve is hellbound colon the awakening on your steam wish list yes it is excellent last game today on wish list this from London, Ontario based Tactic Studios, Claire de Lune, releasing spring 2021. Quote Claire de Lune is a story driven puzzle adventure game set in a grounded science fiction universe. Oh, I didn't include the uh, 
Steam link. I'm sorry, Steve. I betrayed that's you. Not, no, it's okay. I found it. Because I always like to do this as the listener, so I, I mm. want to find it. So Claire Delune. Search it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Claire Delune. No gifts on the Steam page. It's fine. We got time. It it looks like kind of like a, a first-person uh, 3D platformer. Um, mm-hmm. The trailer starts with you're on the space station sitting on this sort of table from like the Millennium Falcon almost, like across from someone else. But... Uh, apologies for my cat. He's very Your excited cat's that, nuts. that yeah. breakfast breakfast has just arrived, and he he is very excited because he thinks it's for him, but it never is, and he's always let down. Uh, but Claire de Lune looks like a yeah, very pretty. I, I'm guessing Unreal Engine. You know when you see a game and you get that vibe. I'm guessing Ooh. Unreal Engine. Uh, I like Have you got to, to the you get. It looks like you get a gun that makes like platforms and stuff. Ooh, that that's oh shit! I'm seeing that right now, looking at it. Oh, very nice, yeah. very nice. I'm just that's a like a there's you make bridges and platforms. That's really yeah, cool. That is neat. Oh no, the spider got you. Oh no. Well, yeah, this, this spaceship. I like how we're at the too. very exact same spot. For yeah, <laughs> like somehow <laughs> we ended up the exact same point in this video. I like it. I'm I'm actually a little. Um, I think like. The animation and the graphics like look really, really good. For no, yeah, this is astounding for especially for an indie game like this. This yeah, is very impressive. Exactly, Tactic Studio. What else have they done? I feel like. Well, on Steam, you can just click their thing, and it looks like they did Immortal Empire in 2016. Uh, no, sorry, 2015, and then a, a whole bunch of DLC packs. So it must have done well. It's a free-to-play strategy RPG. Um. And other than that, I think those are their only games. Mm. Immortal Empire 2015, which must have bankrolled them to Claire de Lune, coming up spring 2021. That's soon. That's months. Months away, Steve. Where did the year go? Oh, my God. That's crazy. I have to ask, Steve, is Claire de Lune, Protectic Studios, on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. And uh, any other last-minute thoughts about the Steam page? Uh, no, I, I'm I, sorry. I, I went off it to go to Immortal Empire to just take a look, but did, does it have gifts? Do we in Clairdeline? No, unfortunately not. I think you need to get some gifts in there to show some of the you know some of the cool puzzling things you're going to mm-hmm. do, like building bridges and stuff. Because that when I saw that, I was like, ooh, that looks that looks neat. Like <clears throat> I'm getting like the portal vibes from. Mm, it, I was know? literally just saying, gonna say, uh, it, it felt like portal platforming puzzling to me, but not yeah, in exactly. a lab setting, more like in a in an alien hostile planet setting, you know? Like, there's this really cool one where he makes a bridge and then the the thing to push this, like, uh, block that's hanging to smash a window to get in. And I'm like, that is... That's some good shit, so... That's good, some good shit. That's like, uh... Yeah, I, I, I'm also with you on the portal vibes. Yeah, so... Cool, Claire de Lune. Check it's it on out. my wishlist. It's on Steam. That's it for wishlist this. Now, Steve, let's move on to Discord discussion. I, I have two things that got a lot of traction this week in the discord um first up i think kind of leads into the second one so we'll start with of course the ps5 stuff last wait this week this thursday was that this oh my god i was yeah it's like Whew. wednesday or thursday yeah i think it was wednesday the playstation 5 big final tell us what it is and when we can buy it stream happened it was about a little under an hour uh, a couple new games announced, uh, as well as the price, Steve, and Xbox coming in $100 under this time around, uh, opposed to last time. Let's well, the, up, uh, the most see. expensive part 
is the same price, isn't it? Like the Xbox Series X and the disc version of PS5 is the same price. Okay, I'm still not so so in US dollars, <clears throat> the discless Series X or Series S is 279.99 and yeah. the Series X is 399.99, correct? Uh, I don't know actually, let's just oh, Someone someone I, needs to put a, a chart with all this together. Why don't you do it? You were making the charts for the launch game. That's true. I was making charts yesterday. <laughs> oh yeah, so I think they're they're both 500 USD for the the better ones. I'm also not sure how I feel about making the disc ones so cheap because obviously if you're in a tough financial situation and you want to play some games, you'll go for the discless version, but then you don't have any ownership over your games. And for a lot of, you know, I, I would say poorer or not as you know well-off families being able to trade in for the next game mm. is a sustainable way to play new games and and this is setting up for a new generation of players to not have that option um which will push them to buy i hope smaller cheaper games digitally but what i think will happen is they'll just be able to play less games without that option to trade in then your ev game stock will crash then Sophia <laughs> won't get to go to school there's a ripple effect here i'm foreseeing i don't like i don't know how you feel I appreciate that you're so concerned about Sophia's school. Um, I am. Yeah, I mean, it's really just... I feel like this is all just due to the fact that EB Games were such dicks when it came to, like, used game sales and and, uh, just, like, thrived on that shit in the PS3, Xbox 360 era. Mm -hmm. And then it just became, like, their Sony's and Microsoft's and everyone's goal to just basically cut that shit out as quickly as possible so that they, you know, if someone buys a game digitally for ten dollars like that's on sale that used to be seventy dollars like they still see that money whereas if you bought like a used game they saw zero percent of it Mm -hmm. um so i think it's just like all coming from that like there's no real benefit to to consumers for this stuff because like you said you don't really typically own like digital games like they could just shut that shit off and they do they have steve you like yeah have no ownership over your game like look at PT, although I didn't pay that. And, and PT, that. Like, the uh, all the sound bundles for different Guitar Hero Rock Band games, and most famously, I think is probably the Scott Pilgrim game. Um, yeah, Marvel Ultimate Marvel one and two, right? Exactly. They got taken out, and then like, you know, it, I think I so I don't know because sometimes if you bought it previously, you can still re-download it, but it, but sometimes not. So, yeah, like with PT, they straight up yeah. just took it off. So it's just, um, I, personally, I'm going with. Like the disc versions. Well, mm-hmm. actually, no. Sorry, I, for PS Five, I'm getting disc for Xbox Series. I'll go with the Series S because that makes sense games. because of Game Pass, though. Yeah, exactly. And it's the, the Xbox is going to be my like secondary system anyway. So like, I don't even own any Xbox games anyways. Like everything I have is digital. Like the only games I've ever bought technically is like Titanfall and Cuphead and stuff online, but. Mm-hmm. I was always just like it was always meant to be a Game Pass thing, but like Game Pass is pretty clear. Like you don't own these games, like we can remove this shit. Like that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, they also do um, disc steep discounts for games on Game Pass. So they're like, hey, this is leaving this week. Do you want yeah. like thirty five percent off? And you <laughs> yeah, keep your save. Everything like you don't even notice. You just buy it and you keep it. Yeah, yeah. So game. I mean, I don't think it's any. Uh, I don't think it's controversial to say that game pass is like the better service of like basically anything really mm-hmm. um like ps now ps plus etc 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 ps now is a joke steve like looking at this 
Okay, so now it is a joke. I, I turned off my like auto renew. And the thing is that PlayStation Plus collection that was announced, some of those mm-hmm. games are already on PS now, so it's just like And some of them were already PS Plus games. Yeah, a lot of them were. So, um, like, this is useless for most of the hardcore PlayStation fans who are buying a PS5 on day one. Yeah, but, I mean, it's it's also <coughs> for the people who buy to bring them over, right? So, mm-hmm. you if you're an Xbox guy or PC guy, then you can just get a PS5, you get the PlayStation Plus collection. The, the Plus collection is basically every single good, like, Sony first-party game except for Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us 2, like... It uh, it basically get the whole like all the good games <laughs> that came out mm-hmm. of it. No knack, it, no, no knack. knack but Wait for knack two, like just fucking give it to me. Like how many people are buying <laughs> knack two? Just give it to me. I bought knack two. <laughs> well, I mean, how many people are buying it now though? Oh, like, I I don't know. It, it you know honestly, it did well enough to get a sequel, which most launch games don't. Like we never got another kill zone game. Uh, we never got another rise nice. game. Like those kind of like launch game throwaway like first party games usually don't get sequels and knack did so big ups yeah that's true um all right steve i'm gonna run through some of these quick so confirmed day one launch titles from sony astro's playroom by the way sorry final fantasy 16 got announced and it looks wicked but i'm sure coming to pc three years off yeah i wouldn't play it on pc anyways you know that but astro's playroom which is kind of similar to playroom which was a ps4 you know, built or like pre-installed a uh, little tech demo. Mm-hmm. Demon Souls from Blue Point mm-hmm. Japan Studio, eighty nine ninety nine Canadian new. So that puts it at like a hundred and three after tax, at least out here in fifteen percent tax land for me. Ooh, it's fifteen percent out there. It is. It is, sir. Um, oh my lord! Yeah, thirteen percent here. It's one hundred one sixty eight. Yeah, so it's just add a couple dollars out here. <sighs> that's a, that's a, the games are a hundred dollars now. Uh, that's rough, I think man. Going forward. Um, adjusted for inflation, that's still cheaper than um, the early console days. Like people forget, like adjusted for inflation, NES games are one hundred and twenty dollars new. Yeah, um, I re- I remember I have this memory like burned into my thin, I've, and I've mentioned a few times where Mighty. I don't know if you know Mighty Max. It was basically like the Polly Pocket, but for boys. Like it was okay. just a, it was just like a show about some destined kid or something, and all the toys were like really small or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there was a Mighty Max video game on Sega Genesis and I loved it or like I loved Mighty Max I remember begging my mom for it and my mm. mom was just like Steven's a hundred dollars I'm not buying you a hundred dollar <laughs> video game and I remember just coming up with a bullshit reason being like it's a hundred dollars because it's a mega game that means it's the best <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of thing I would I would come up with it didn't convince my mom I'd never played it I'm sure it's just a shitty platformer I kind of don't want to play it like I've seen ROMs and stuff for it and I'm like I don't want to play it because my no. memory of it is so pure yeah, it's it's one of those like demo in Zeller's games you play, and then it, all of a sudden it's the best game you've ever played, and you never get to play it again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, games have been more expensive, but like, is Demon Souls going to have DLC, like some sort of season pass? It's like fifty bucks or something. Like, no, no, they wouldn't do that. Dark Blue Sp- Point, Blue Point Japan Studio just make games and release them. They're one of the, mm, the few bastions true. of good games we have left. I mean, but but. To play, like I mean, Bloodborne and Dark Souls had DLC, so it is po- like it is technically possible. I'm okay with paid DLC, um, and I don't think we'll get it for Demon Souls because it's a remake. Yeah. <clears throat> Whereas Bloodborne was a new, in process game. Uh, but anyway, so day one, you can get Astro's Player and pre-installed Demon Souls, which is the only PS5 like exclusive exclusive. Like you can only play Demon Souls on a PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, Destruction All Stars um, coming to PS4. Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales coming to PS4. The Ultimate Edition, which includes 
the OG Spider-Man, which isn't a free upgrade for people who own Spider-Man on PS4, which is bullshit. Mm. And Sackboy, A Big Adventure uh, from Sumo Digital, not M Media Molecule, the first Sackboy game. Unless Vita was also not Media Molecule, I'm not sure. Um, but that's also coming to PS4. So as far as like the only things you can play on PlayStation 5 at launch, Astro's Playroom, Demon Souls. Yeah. There's a bunch of other launch titles announced. Obviously, God's Fall. Um, we got Madden 21, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dirt 5, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Cold War, Watch Dogs Legion, Devil May Cry 5, and NBA 2K21. Fill out the rest of like the launch titles. Um, but I'm mainly interested in what I, I can only play on this hardware, so I'll be picking up uh, Demon Souls. Oh, and also we yep. should say... I got a pre-order and you didn't, which people have been listening to this show. I'd been on the fence about it for so long. And then I ended up staying in a pre-order and Steve, unfortunately, wasn't able to. But you're still trying to do that trade-in, right? Yeah, like, (laughs) Heather's been teasing me all week because she's like, you should have listened to me. Because basically, she was You should have listened to Heather, Steve. She was like, she had the cart ready to go and I was just like, I don't want it. Like, I'd rather just, because I want to trade. Like, the price of the PS5 never really She had it in a cart? Yeah. Steve, come on, Steve. (laughs) The PS, the price of the PS Five never really mattered that much to me because I was always intending to trade my PS Four in, and the games like a couple days before and just mm-hmm. whatever because like that's what I did for the Wii U to Switch and like I got I trade Wii U and and like ten Switch or Wii U games for like a Switch and like four games like it's like it like I'd rather just do that. Um, mm-hmm. So I was just like oh, I don't want to pre order because I don't want to like I don't want to I don't want to spend eight hundred dollars on this thing. <laughs> and uh, and then I was just like I was thinking back to the SNES Classic because I remember when that was going up for pre-order online was sold out and people were complaining and then I just like walked into EB Games and I was like hey can I get one and they were like yep and I was like okay <laughs> um, so I thought it would just be that and then Heather went in the next day and they were sold out she called like all the different EB Games and the whole experience is just kind of like numbed me where I'm just like I'm like oh, whatever like if I get one at launch cool if not I'll get one in the first like couple of weeks or so like mm-hmm. i'm not really stressing too hard about it um but my gamestop stock has been it's more than doubled excellent <laughs> so thank, there so you thank go you. despite everybody. announcing they were closing 100 stores in the u.s yeah that's fine i mean they got like fifty five thousand stores worldwide so that's fine but right, Steve, um, other announcements from the stream devil make five devil may five devil may <laughs> cry five special edition uh Everyone, I'm on a my a Discord for like um, the game design program I went to at Laurier. Everyone's losing their shit about this one. Um, apparently, right. there's exclusive like character or something, and this one is only PS5 as well. This edition. Well, I mean, the game came out on PS4 and Xbox One like two years ago. So, mm-hmm. but this uh, this edition yet, so with the cool. new content is allegedly PS5 exclusive. I see. Yeah, I mean, I haven't picked it up yet. I think it was on Game Pass. Um, it was, and, I think, and, yeah. And I like Devil May Cry back in the day, but I haven't played it since 3, which was a PS2 game, so... Mm-hmm. Maybe it might be one of those games I play like when it goes on sale or something. Uh, Final Fantasy sixteen opened the stream. <sighs> People losing their yes. mind. I don't like yes. Final Fantasy, Steve. You like Final Fantasy, though. I do. Uh, it looks great. The, the, the aesthetic looked really good. It's the fantasy kind of style of it, like medieval. Uh, I'm down with that. So, I mean, it's probably a ways away, because it was like running on a PC. I was like, what? Have you seen that? Uh, oh, this one's also coming to PC at the end. They said um, PS5 yeah. exclusive console. and So I assume that'll be like a year, and then it'll come to Series X or whatever. Probably, yeah. 
did you have you seen that meme format where it's like <clears throat> this old grandma with a walker and someone's like helping them and like the text over the grandma is like there'll be this one day and then the person's like okay grandma sure it will my my friend shared one of those it was like <clears throat> the final fantasy game will start a woman again one day <laughs> it's like okay grandma <laughs> let's get you to bed <laughs> and uh yeah, she was a little bummed it's uh it's another guy after a game, after the last one had four guys and the one before that had a couple guys and it's just a I, I no, like Final that Fantasy format. Thirteen. Thirteen yes. had lightning, right? Yeah, thirteen starred lightning, but yeah, then but, bef- but before that, twelve, <clears throat> ten, big sausage nine, fest, eight, seven, six, uh, six, six was kind of like a, a girl mostly, so it was like six and thirteen. That's about it. Um, I don't have any real affiliation to Final Fantasy, um, other than Cloud and Smash Bros. It's probably the most I've played any Final Fantasy character. That's right. Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach, Steve. This is really interesting. So, the, the creator of Five Nights at Freddy's, um, obviously that game blew up, did really well. A modding community started, uh, spreading up around the game, and they were making these really great projects that actually had a lot of potential. So, the developer and creator of Five Nights at Freddy's started reaching out to them like, Hey, this mod looks great, this project looks great. Let's like make it official, so I don't have to like DMCA take down this project. Let's let like sign it, sign you, and make a studio, and we'll we'll actually get this game out as an official Five Nights at Freddy games. And I think this is the first one of those. Oh wow, that's cool. And yeah, so there's um, coming out a bunch of new projects um, around this, but I think I think if I'm if I remember correctly, this is the first one of that. Uh, I also found it really funny. Everyone was thinking this is Silent Hill at the start because of like the. <laughs> You know, tiled hallway, creepy woman's voice over top. And, uh, yeah, my timeline for, like, the first 30 seconds of the trailer was like, Silent Hill, Silent Hill, Silent Hill. And it was like, no. Then you saw, like, the teddy bear run down. You're like, ah, damn it. Did you ever play any of the original Five Nights at Freddy's games? There's, like, five or six now. Yeah, I played I played one of them on, like, some of my friend's phone or whatever, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's fine. But I'm not... Uh, the kids love it. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I've seen a lot of streams and stuff for it of people like let's plays mm-hmm. um cool I, I probably would never play this though <laughs> the the show closed out with god of war just just actually didn't they didn't even say a title we saw the we heard kratos's voice over top of a a blowing in snow logo the you know the uh what is it the omega logo yeah and um then it said stop ragnarok 2021 or prepare yeah. for ragnarok or something and uh <laughs> spoilers for the end of god of war one it was two or three years ago at the very end you get back to the house and um it begins to snow really fast aside and they sort of step out and push out and then it sort of pans around to like a glowing thor's hammer and then cuts to black so mm. something's happening yeah 2021 too I, people were kind of uh shocked at that because it's only been two years since um the last one or just over two years but people are also kind of thinking that maybe it's sort of like a Miles Morales or, or uh, um, Lost Legacy sort of thing mm. where it's not like a full-blown thing. But, I mean, they didn't tell us, so it's all speculation at this point. That's also, also that'll just... be... Because uh, God of War came out in April of 2018, 18. so that'll be two, three, almost three or four years, which once the base is set and they developed all new tech for God of War 2018, once that base is established, uh, a sequel <laughs> is a quicker yeah, turnaround. So I could see it being also... a full-blown sequel. That's true. They also didn't really do any DLC for God of War like they did for Uncharted with all the multiplayer shit and, mm-hmm. and Spider-Man. So there is that. Like they could have just jumped straight into like the sequel. Um, mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, we'll have, like, they didn't say anything, so we'll just have to wait and see. They also could just say 2021 to get people hyped up, knowing full well that they'll push it to 2022. So, who mm-hmm. knows? I mean, I'm excited, though. God of War was awesome, so. And the other announcement that kind of leads into our second Discord discussion this week, Hogwarts Legacy from Warner Bros. <laughs> Games. This is a new wow. kind of, like, mini open world um, action RPG Make a character at Hogwarts, um, pick a house, and go through the Hogwarts experience. Of course, Steve, (laughs) releasing any project tied to the Harry Potter license in 2020 raises some questions. Questions about whether famous transphobic garbage can, J.K. Rowling, will be directly (laughs) profiting from this project. Um, The only reporting I could find... um, on this directly is Ash Parrish, a reporter at Kotaku. <clears throat> Quote, when I asked if Rowling would receive any royalties, Warner Brothers declined to answer, referring me to a statement made in June that essentially said nothing. Which, you know, obviously J.K. Rowling is going to make money off this. She will directly profit from the success of this game. <coughs> yeah. And the Discord had some thoughts just make uh, the main character a trans character and put them in Slytherin just to fuck with Rowling. I- I'm also down for that. But the take oh, I liked the most, um, kind of agreed with, was uh, Sarah Zedig at HMS No Fun on Twitter. My Harry Potter hot take is that it sucks, and I guarantee you plenty of people who made the game agree. Like, you know, sometimes a job is just a job, you get paid for it, and then you do something else. That's what media production is for most people. And I, that's essentially where, where I'm at, too. I'm like, everyone who worked on this game, just watching J.K. Rowling publicly undress herself and humiliate herself for years now, are probably really bummed that they're working on a Harry Potter game. Mm-hmm. And the conversation on Twitter quickly turned into, well, you know, if you don't buy it, you're not supporting the devs. A, we should write that off. That's bullshit. All these devs are salaried. They don't get royalties. They're going to get paid the same amount from this project if it sells 10 million copies or zero. So, Well, they'll get a... There's probably bonuses. Sure, okay. there might be bonuses. But again, what I'm saying is... But they don't have stock in... Yeah, there's, in they have no investment in the success. There might We don't even know if there's bonuses either, right? That's a, like a like a uh, gearbox type situation that yeah that's um, like a per studio like some do it some don't whatever. and it's usually only leads too whereas i guarantee you the hundreds of developers working on this game have they they don't care at all so i i, I don't buy that argument of like well you gotta support the devs and yeah i think there's so many triple a games coming out that aren't directly tied to profiteering transphobic artists that personally i don't think getting good conscience by this game and i thought i know heather has an opinion about this too you were sharing with me yeah like she she's a huge harry potter fan because i guess people around her age like 30 like when harry potter first came out Mm -hmm. it was like that was her age you know she was like the same age as harry potter so she was a huge harry potter fan and i told her about this like game a while ago and, and whatnot and then when this came up she was just like just like the name has like such a hit in our stomachs now to support like she was just like no i don't want to i don't want to play this i don't want to support it blah blah blah. and i was mm-hmm. just like well what if we can get it used you know yeah that's another thing too <laughs> so you can, can totally buy these games used and she was just like no i i don't like i just don't want it. And, and i i can see that because that's how i feel about ubisoft lately where it's just like i just don't want anything to do with like that you feel yucky games. even just playing it <laughs> yeah exactly and it sucks that like it it, it is different those two situations but because mm-hmm. it is just like it's 
like, I mean, they've said too, I think J.K. Rowling hasn't really had that much, like, input in this game. But it, it's more of, like, the royalties and stuff, right? Like, she will mm-hmm. be profiting. She's already, like, insanely rich. More richer than anyone should really be. She's a billionaire. And she's fucking, she's a fucking terrible person. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be hilarious if you could pick, like, a trans, trans person. <laughs> like, they... Like, this will I, have, I think, some sort of character creator. So if there's any I, way to explore, you know, different gender identities or expressions and in a way that would... I don't know, because at that point it's like... Statistically, there's at least a dozen or two maybe trans people involved in the entire creation the of this game. From like yeah, no, development, sure. production, marketing, release. Like There's trans... Numbers authorship i think in a way of this game um and so yeah that it's 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 a case-by-case thing for me and in this case and i I think in our discord people kind of be like yeah i don't really feel good about giving jk rowling indirectly any money so i won't and yeah that's that's your that's your onus as a as a player yeah no and i i i'm kind of in the same boat so i mean the game looks cool i guess Mm -hmm. um but you know, you mentioned you, you wrote in here separating the author. Sometimes you can't like separate the author from the art. So, mm-hmm. especially when they're alive, directly profiting off it. Yeah, exactly. So <sighs> yeah. J.K. Rowling dies tomorrow. <laughs> then honestly, then that that work. I don't know. Actually, I didn't think about that. That might be like, oh, that's it. So like, I don't know. I don't know. Ask her kids what they think about trans lives. <laughs> <laughs> See what they say. <laughs> oh man. It's 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 also funny because like all of the not funny it's sad but all of the Harry Potter movie actors like Daniel Radcliffe um, yeah they're Emma shitting Watson, all over. they 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 haven't directly shit on J.K. Rowling but when asked about trans issues have always come out fully in support. Um, obviously, I think it's like a, a PR thing probably that they can't directly you know shit on J.K. Rowling, but their statements indirectly are like we completely disagree. Yeah. Anyway, that was the the spice this week. PS 5s coming out November tenth. No twelfth. Um, twelfth. Oh, Series S X is tenth. Um, Which I'm is gonna a get Thursday, one. isn't it? Yeah, it's a Thursday. Spicy. I ordered it three V games, so I expect it in like one to four weeks after. Thank you. Yeah, I ordered Mario 3D All Stars on. Amazon. That was Amazon. That was yeah. And and uh, <clears throat> I got an email like on Thursday because I was like, oh, maybe I'll just if I want to play it this weekend, I'll just download it. And then I got an email saying like, oh, we ship, we we're about to ship it. Like it's it'll arrive Tuesday. And I was like, you assholes. And then and then I got charged, and I was like, ah, oh, uh, no, that's the worst. That'd be a pain in the ass to to cancel or whatever. So I just gotta wait. But yeah, that's I want like I want to trade stuff in. The funny mm-hmm. thing is. We might actually get a Series S before PlayStation Five because Series S, like I will just, like I have nothing to trade in towards it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your I brother has could, your Xbox still, right? Yeah, and I'll just like he could just have it. Um, I guess I could theoretically trade my PS Four in for it, but I was going to just I don't know. I I was really just going to put my credit card online, TV games or whatever, and mm-hmm. uh, get that stock money. So by the way, yeah, full disclosure, I have EB Game stock. It's good. It's doing well this week. <laughs> it's been a good week for game. Like the the one thing you can still only get at like box stores, really, and I guess digital, or online stores is the console. Yeah, and you know what? That's this is why I bought stocks when they were so 
cheap and people were shitting on me everywhere i said that i bought it they're like why would you do that i'm like dude like th- th- like they will go up mm-hmm. when the console releases and then i'll sell in january or february like after the holiday rush and then never look back because mm-hmm. yeah unless they survive until ps6 and xbox whatever which uh, I, I don't know they will they're they're like yeah, games they are not. already like 70 80 digital like this is this might be the last gen of like brick and mortar game stores yeah, no, exactly. So, like, I I wasn't going to, like, not going to stay in it. Mm-hmm. I was always going to cop out. Um, but I didn't, and I also didn't put that much. Like, I, I put a decent amount of money in, but not, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, under $1,000, so. So, yeah, that'll be a nice return. And, yeah, we'll both be, well, at least, at le- we'll at least have a PS5 and new Xbox between us to talk about on the show. <laughs> Yeah, it's the opposite of what we thought would be. <laughs> I see, like I'm, I'm, cur- I'm waiting for. Um, they announced this week that the payment plan thing won't be coming to Canada on September 22nd when pre-orders oh, go right. live. Mm. Um, but they said it will be before launch, and I don't know if there'll be like stocks set aside specifically for that because that's because that that would be great. Like if I could get like I, you have to buy the PS5 outright, which it did, and if I could do like the payment plan for the Series X and just keep getting Game Pass and paying it off over like two years and end up yeah. paying about the same I would spend anyway, just makes sense to me. Yeah, no, for sure. But so, I mean, we don't have the Canadian prices yet, so I need to wait and do the math on that. PS5 didn't uh, didn't announce that either, and I thought that was a smart move on Xbox's part to offer that because people might not be able to fucking afford like a $700 machine right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but, Xbox Xbox is crushing it. Like just Yeah, they did way better for this. Yeah. But that doesn't matter necessarily. The PS PlayStation currently has like the biggest market share mindset um and I think like dude, those streams, like each language stream for the PS5 thing had like a million viewers. Like what? Yeah. You got a million people to take an hour out of their day, more than a million, like a million per language to watch you just talk about a console like that's something i don't think xbox has yeah no the the hype around the ps5 is still like much bigger because then i would i saw memes too about just trying to get the pre-orders and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah they bungled that they said it would be going live the day after in the morning but it actually went live like that evening like i got the ev games email and i was like wait like right now well i think what happened is walmart said no fuck you we're not we're not waiting you can you can pre-order this right now so then all the other retailers were just like oh shit so they scrambled Mm -hmm. so some people are blaming walmart but i still blame sony because it's like if they get a shipment of call of duty before release date they don't just say like oh fuck you activision we're going to sell this now like Mm -hmm. sony obviously didn't say don't break the street date like you must allow pre-orders starting at 11 a.m eastern time or whatever like Mm -hmm. they obviously didn't do that so it's still on sony they just they fucked up they did. To the point but, where they even apologized for it. So They did. Uh, but I'm kind of glad because as soon as you give everyone a time, everyone's ready. Whereas, like, I just got the EV Games email and I was like, this was sent, like, 30 seconds ago. I bet I could grab one. Yeah. So it kind of worked out right. for me, but uh, I don't think it worked out for a lot of people. Including me, so. Womp uh, womp. Womp womp. Let's uh, close out the show with what we've been playing, Steve. We tried to stream Dead by Daylight crossplay with <sighs> PS4 and PC, and, like, it doesn't work. And uh, I was talking to my, my group of friends who I played with before, and they said that's a common thing when you're playing cross-play, unfortunately. Because um, if the uh, hunter drops, the game is just canceled, and it just automatically cuts to you escaped. But it happened to us, like, five games in a row. Yeah, it was uh, it was Ugh. not a positive viewing. And now I got, like, 1% trophies just sitting Feels there. bad, feels bad, Steve. That game also just has, like, like 
a thousand DLC things. It's kind of like it's a it's definitely overkill. Mm. Um, so I I didn't have the most positive uh, view of it, but I want to play more. But mm. I also like the five the four v one thing. I don't like as much when you can't like attack and stuff. Like I like the Resident Evil uh, Resistance more because you like you were fighting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas Dead by Daylight and uh, Friday the Thirteenth, you're just like running away. So I'm like, eh, it's not really wasn't really my thing. But I, I'm determined to play more of it just because you now you gave me like two trophies and you. um so that was an unfortunate experience but i still like that was like the worst experience of how it did by daylight like the day after i had the best experience of playing with three other friends on pc as the survivors and coordinating talking and the game forces you to learn how to call out way better because there's no compass there's no usernames above your teammates you really have to like look at the character they're playing as look at landmarks in the map and like really communicate which i liked a lot which actually felt kind of like that like horror movie vibe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so yeah that was our our stream this week uh i've been playing the fall guys remix update brilliant i wish more games did this they essentially like added slight variations to every or what are they maps or levels i guess yeah. Um, so like they'll they'll flip which way like the ball chain things are going, or they'll add different pro- propeller things. And they added Big Yetus. Steve, have you seen Big Yetus yet? Yeah, I haven't been able to to launch. Like I jump in front of it, but I kind of missed the timing, so I haven't been able to like get shot across the map. Or I landed. I landed a really good Big Yetus on the uh, teeter totter level or the seesaw level. Oh, nice. That like I was in like eighth. And, like, I saw a bunch of people ahead of me, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I, like, timed it, run, jump, and it launched me, like, put me right ahead of them on the last tier totter, and then I jumped and got first. And I was like, that's that's what that's meant for. It felt nice. really good. What uh, what level are you? 30? Halfway to 31? Oh, man. 39 to 40 is a grind. Oh, my God. I haven't got a it's, win in, like, a week or two. It's, uh, it's like, 3,500 XP. Like That's it, absurd. You get, like, it, max, like... 400 or 500 yeah you get like yeah you get 400 when you win which so it's like it's it's uh, it is a grind dude like uh, it took me forever to get from 38 39 and now i'm just like oh my god getting this gold trophy might might not actually happen because i you got like 20 days left less 15 or so because they're i bet they're gonna do at the game awards this year like season two is live now go 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 season three probably or it'll be When's season game- two. Oh right because the- season two will start like october yeah, season two is in like two weeks, huh. according to the thing. So, allegedly, yeah. We'll see. Um, so yeah, we've both been playing Fall Guys. What do you What do you think of the remix update? I like it. Yeah, it's cool. It's just like it's fun because like it the levels you know we're starting to get a little stale. Like especially kind of the earlier ones that you see just way more often. Um, but it's nice to just have a little bit of difference. Like they're they're still kind of the same structure, mm-hmm. but you just get like a little bit. Um, newness and so when you when you see it the first time you're like oh shit i didn't know about this like i lost a uh uh the the rate the the one the ending one that's a race to the top of the yeah crown. mountain I, the <coughs> crown mountain one yeah i lost one because there was extra like hammer that i didn't know about so I yeah had, at like, the end there yeah i got smoked by it and i was like mm-hmm. oh, i didn't even know that was like there or whatever because it's going in the opposite direction that i lost and i was like okay but that's cool like there's there's new shit so mm-hmm. it's good um, I also have been playing the internet phenomenon Blazeball. Uh, I've been betting, maximizing. Uh, shout out to the Mexico City Wild Wings. They, they won this week, this season. Uh, did a great job. They've reclaimed their honor because last season they were in the mild um, division. 
And so they complained that, and actually they sued the commissioner for defamation because they're the Wild Wings. Why would they be in the Mild League? And the commissioner actually changed their name to Wexico City Mild Wings. And uh, that lawsuit was uh, caught up in court. But once they won, they were reclaimed as the Mexico City Wild Wings. And, you know, good for them. This is all fake, right? Like, are there, are there no, real Steve, people behind these teams? Baseball is very, very real, Steve. It is oh, one of the best games I've ever played. It's been getting me through this year. Um, and, uh, yeah, shout out to the Philly Pies, Pie or Die. They're my, my, my OG since season one. Um, yeah, it's uh, for those of you who don't know, that didn't make any sense. Blazeball is this sort of online fake baseball league with a bunch of fake player names that are kind of jokes and fake team names. Every season of play is a week, so games are every hour for like five days, and then the playoffs are on the weekends. Um, you pick a team, you, you, uh, you bet, you buy peanuts, you crack the peanuts to help your team, you buy votes and choose a decree for the next season. So uh, this last season, it was uh, the the 14th most idolized player come uh, will uh, go to your team, I think, or mm-hmm. come back or something. But that player had died because uh, if there's a solar eclipse, then the umpire incinerates the batter. And so there was a dead player who was the most idolized player. So they actually came back from the dead to play. But coming back from the dead meant that they were unstable. And uh, any pitchers that... Um, went up against them uh, might also become unstable by playing against an undead player. It's a very, very complex sport, Steve. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> That's Blazeball. It's just Blazeball.com. It's a lot of fun. I recommend people jump into it. I, I, I don't imagine it's a very accessible game at this point going into, like, Season 7 because there's been, like, a month and a half of lore and world building and all these characters have, like, unique backstories the community's made for them and stuff it's it's kind of like it's one of those ones that kind of had to be there from the start and follow it along i think to get the designed experience but i still recommend people check it out steve you played more avengers correct i have um i i beat the like campaign which was Mm -hmm. actually had a pretty cool like last mission like you basically take turns uh like playing as each avenger um, Mm -hmm. which i thought was neat and uh, I'm starting to just kind of do the end game stuff and and uh, and play with my, like my buddy and it's still it's just like still a lot of fun like it's super buggy. They obviously launched it early because they had a big patch like this week where they fixed a thousand things and I was like, oh my! I was like, bro, you just released this game. There's no way you fix this shit like a thousand different things in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's, they obviously just like had to release it. Um, so I think if you're kind of on the fence. It still has some issues, and and I don't think I think it'd still be justified to like wait a little bit. But I'm, I'm still having a lot of fun with it. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, the very end game stuff people are complaining about because like, the like the hardest missions have to be played solo to mm-hmm. get like the best gear, and people are like, what the fuck? Um, but I'm so far away from that because after you beat the campaign, you kind of get like individual missions. So like, I beat Spider, um, not Spider Man, I beat. Um, uh, Hulks last night and Thor's and stuff like that. So they they have like kind of smaller little campaigns just towards them, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's how they'll introduce the new heroes. Like they'll each have their own sort of smaller like three or four missions. Hmm. Certainly starting to see the repetitiveness. Like the levels are starting to look the same and stuff like that. But it's still like it's just a lot of fun. Like it's really cha- uh, like chaotic. Like just shit explosion uh, exploding everywhere, and it's just like cool. Like it does seem like there's a lot of like impact. 
um, that's going. So I'm I'm still having a lot of fun, and I am like bouncing between characters, which I didn't think I would do because usually I just kind of like to focus on one character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am like kind of bouncing back and forth between people, like as I just like complete challenge missions and stuff like that, um, and just finishing their missions. They all play a little bit differently and stuff, and some are funner than others, and. You know, the shittiest thing still continues to be just Northern, Northern North being there, man. Like it's, just, <laughs> it's just the most annoying thing. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm still having a lot of fun. It's it's just a buggy, glitchy mess, but, you know, it's, uh, it's not as bad as Fallout 76, though. So, I mean. And you're a Fallout 76 super fan, so that, that oh, has Fallout a lot of weight 76. coming from you. Because everyone likes to shit on Fallout 76, but you actually played it, so you know. I, I played, like, almost two... Like, I'm pretty sure I played about 150 hours of Fallout 76, maybe more. That's absurd. Um, and didn't really have that many major issues, but I did have a lot of issues. But uh, yeah, Avengers, I, I, you know, I like it. Um, I think it will really benefit from the jump to, to PS5, you know, with just, uh, and, and like a few months of like bug fixes and stuff like that. And I'll be, I'm really interested to see how this game evolves in the next like two years, like how many heroes they kind of add and, and mm-hmm. things like that. Like, there's a decent amount of content in the game. A lot of it is repetitive, but there's it's got a really good foundation, I think, and they just gotta like tinker with it and stuff. It was Maybe. clearly like rushed to be out before like the big uh, like before PS5 and all that stuff. Like they could they like I could have seen that like if they pushed it to February, January, February, like I think they would have got some better you know will like goodwill out of players, mm-hmm. but it's still like a good game. And then you could have launched on PS5 and Xbox Series X and got that uh, release window bump that games get when people are desperate for new content. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we saw more Resident Evil 8, too, in the PlayStation. Oh, yeah. It looks spooky. Chris is is having a bad time. Yeah, Chris seems to be a douchebag right now, so... Yeah, so, I don't know. It's like that Fast and Furious 8 thing where, like, he's the bad guy this time. Oh, who's the bad guy in Fast and Furious 8? Isn't it uh, Vin Diesel? And everyone's like, dude, you were family, and then he's, like, the bad guy. Oh really? I don't know. I watched I, so. I watched one back when it was out when I was in high school, and then like six or seven in the theater, and I was so confused at how they like how it transitioned to this kind of movie. I was like, this is just about Vin Diesel stealing like DVD players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Steve, it's about family. Um, that's it for what we've been playing and episode number one hundred sixty of the KingGameDevs.com podcast. Uh, I want to thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep the site running, covering the Canadian game dev scene, you can support us at patreon.com slash Canadian game devs. Backing us will get you early access to the show, a special channel on our Discord, game giveaways, discount codes for Canadian gaming events. And if you back us higher than a dollar a month, we will put your name at the credits of the podcast, both in audio and video form. So a huge shout out to Aaron McLeod, Canuck Play, who's David Winter, E. Beer, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett, uh, loved your talk at King Game Devs, or sorry, at Game Dev Atlantic. Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Kai Hutchins, M5 Games, Nicholas A. Zorko, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, and Stacey H. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please drop us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Um, if you're not on Apple Podcasts, you can send any feedback about the show to contact at CanadianGameDevs.com and share it with someone who you think might enjoy it. Thanks for joining me, Steve, on this blessed day of your daughter's baptism, taking the time out of your day. <laughs> no problem. Hey, I, gotta, <laughs> I, I wanted your opinion on something. Okay. So I'm on the japancreate.com, which is not a sponsor, but 
Do I want the candy one for $35 or do I want the noodle one for $30? I would go noodle because I'm not a big fan of gummy candy. I, I mainly just like chocolate or like chips and stuff. So I would totally go for noodles. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. But I, I wish I could get like some candy. You know what I mean? Like, mm, like says, a mix and match box? Yeah, like it says eight to ten noodles. I wish mm. I could be like six noodles and then like however much candy that would equate to. So anyways. I have three kids and no money. Why can't I have <laughs> no kids and three money? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I would go noodle because it is mostly um, like just chewy or sugar candy, whereas I kind of like chocolate. But. Mm-hmm. It's a good point. It's yeah. a good point. Mm-hmm. Heather likes noodles too, so I think I'll do this. There you go. Win win. Gift to Heather. Gift to Heather. Thank you so much for joining me this week, Steve. Where can people find you on the internet if they wish to do so? Uh, Stephen O'Crane on Twitter and Instagram and stuff, where I just kind of tweet about uh, actually, I'm not how old about he is, how oh, old yeah. he was when he played uh, old games. <laughs> oh my God! I hate you. Someone, someone, uh, someone up to me though. Like they did the this is where I grew up, and it's like all Atari games. So oh wow, yeah. yeah There's yeah. always someone older than you. There's always a bigger fish, you know. Um, it's true and uh but yeah canada game does is where i want you to go don't worry about my personal shit it's just my daughter and basketball thoughts and how old he is uh you can find us on twitter at canada game devs and you can find steve and i's handle in the description on that profile uh also check out our site canadiangamedevs.com and our discord which is now over a thousand members new since last show so we are now officially a community in the eyes of discord we're working on getting emojis um we've got some new features and yeah come join us talk about things have the discord discussion before we have it on the show that's it episode 160 in the books thanks for listening have a great week bye quote today what's the quote leave nothing for tomorrow which can be done today oh abraham, abraham lincoln, lincoln. all right Abe, why did it take 50 years to end slavery huh i don't know could have done it today it's true maybe he's too busy i don't know getting shot idiot <laughs> well i think he did that the uh toward more towards the end of his life <laughs> oh man if he'd taken his own advice, stayed at, stayed at the office, he wouldn't have got shot. Wasn't that like the Secret Service's first day on the job or something, too? Oh, I don't know, but that would be ex- extremely funny, if true. <laughs> I think that's like a fact, like a little fact forward, like, if, if not their first, uh, like their first day, it was like the first, it was like when it was uh, established, like. That hurts. That's sad. What what a what a tough first day. I know, right? Your like only job is failed. I don't know, I don't see Abe Lincoln on here. Oh wait. The legislation creating the agency was on Abraham Lincoln's desk the night he was assassinated. Oh. Oh, oh so oh, maybe that hurts. So I guess it wasn't it wasn't there yet. <laughs> uh you're just a day late there, old Abe. He'd be like, oh, man, everyone keeps trying to shoot me. I should do something about that. Like, hey, we're going to be late. And he's like, I'll oh, <laughs> sign, it. sign it tomorrow. It's like, I'll just got to catch the movie. I got to go see Tencent. <laughs> Tenant or whatever the movie is. Tenant. All right, all right, all right. Let's go. Three. Two, oh, fuck. What episode is this?
It's 160, isn't it? Ooh. Big. Big. All right. Three, two, one. 